Hello, everyone. This is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, landing here at the Biggie Studio at Pleasanton High for another great PHS podcast. As we continue with the theme of our podcast, which is what makes PHS great, we will be hearing from the perspective of present and past Quill editors. That's our school newspaper. Our guests today include our current editor of the Quill, Senior Heaven Marquez, and the editor from the class of 1977's school newspaper, which was called the Eagle Ascent at that time, Sue Brown. Let's see what they have to say. First up is Heaven Marquez, class of 2021. All right, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, if you want to introduce yourself to the uh, microphone real quick. Okay, hi, um, I'm Heaven Marquez, and I'm a senior at Pleasanton High School. All right, so you're the editor of the Quill here at Pleasanton, right? The yes. uh, newspaper? Mm-hmm. All right. Every time I've read it, it's been fun, but ha- are they doing it digitally now because of COVID? Okay, yes. Because yeah. I'm so used to them handing out in like fourth period or in focus and things like that, and I've been kind of waiting for it, so yeah. it's probably been a little bit better, better to ask from the get-go. <laughs> Maybe, but um, right. yeah, unfortunately, because COVID rules, um, we've had to do, uh, I guess, like a whole lot of regulations just based on touching and giving out, uh, you know, the paper. And then also, right. we receive the papers from the Pleasanton Express. However, the Pleasanton Express hasn't really been running as well since COVID hit, and um, most people have been working from home. So unfortunately, the Pleasanton Express was also struggling within the summer months to, to get a paper out as well. So right. we just decided it was too much hassle. So we just, uh, we went digitally, yeah. I know someone who works over at the Pleasanton Express. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you've worked with her, uh, Rhonda Chancellor? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Yeah, that's my, um, that's my neighbor. <laughs> oh, really? She's, yeah, so. yeah, she's awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, her, and her, son, her, her, and her son and I, mm-hmm. I promise I speak English well okay. most of the time. <laughs> Uh, um, her and, he and I get along. So, but so, mm-hmm. what do you enjoy most about being the editor on the Quill? Um. Well, I I just enjoy writing a, a lot. Um, I also I'm an intern also at the Pleasanton Express, so oh. I I really enjoy writing, and I'm hoping to pursue a career in journalism. Um, at the same time, I I really like. I like deadlines and I like getting things done. So right. I, I really enjoy um, helping other people as well, which is also like a really big job as an editor is just overseeing others and helping and assisting in any way that they possibly can. So I, I really like that part as well. Oh my gosh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And um, that actually answers one of our other questions we had. Um, <laughs> how are you going to apply, you know, things that you learn from the cool in your future yeah. by becoming a journalist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there that you go. Works. Oh, yeah, and I understand the deadlines. You know, that feeling of you got to finish before the deadline yeah. hits. Yes. Nothing feels better in high school. That's so true. I'm a huge procrastinator as well, so it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, kind of just, uh, I turn my best <laughs> to, to get deadlines. All right, definitely. So what's a typical day in the newsroom like, you know, while you're working and things like that? Well, uh, most of the time we we just, we try to outline our stories as well as we possibly can, especially if those events haven't happened. Um, on the, on the, the days that the quill is put out to everyone else here at PHS, we try to read through um, whenever we're doing the layout we will be looking for mistakes. We will be looking for pictures. We will try to revise and edit as best as we possibly can. And we have um, four different types of editors within the quill. So all four of us are looking at the layout. We're all looking through to see, you know, times like what time they were posted. 
I mean, a pretty typical day in our newsroom, we're always just joking around and we're always just trying to have fun. I mean, we, we're also very serious, you know, when time comes, of course, but right. I mean, most of the time we're just chilling. That's the best way to work though, is y'all can be comfortable around each other enough to actually joke around yeah. because I know this from work myself. If you aren't comfortable enough to joke around with your boss, you're not gonna like working for them. Yeah, definitely not. And it's it's totally fun. And Miss Schmidt, so she's our um, she's the teacher of the journalism class. She's right. also super chill, and she's she's really cool. So right. we enjoy it a lot. So yeah. do y'all like? So you said you do a lot of editing in the class. So do y'all like write on your own time and then like kind of bring it in? Y'all look over it as a group, or is it like y'all have time during the period to um, write? Um, yeah, we usually write during the period, but if we feel maybe our own writing could be revised in any way, we will make our own time to use the time that we do have in class to get most of our work done, though. So. All right, so as like the editor, as one of the main people who works on the quilt, is there any kind of responsibilities you feel towards like the community that reads and the quilt in general? Like, We have to be, you know, professional and especially like unbiased when it comes to different things that we write about. Like last November, uh, one of our reporters started reporting about the COVID outbreak again, the, yeah. the numbers just advancing through. Right. So... We try to be unbiased and we try to just report facts, which is, you know, which is a little hard sometimes, especially if someone's passionate about something. I think we just work really hard to uh, tell our community and, you know, the people here at Pleasanton just the facts and we just try to do our, our best to keep keep straight. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's the that is hard though, because like usually what you want to write about, you're passionate about, and once you're passionate about, you want to give your opinion on. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. Really so rough. I understand that 100. percent So, um, what what are some of the most memorable stories you've covered while working on the quill? Hmm. Well, we used to have an article, and it's it's called like Ask Francesca, and it was like back in my sophomore year, and this was whenever I was just an editor, and I wasn't editor in chief yet, but. Um, I mean, I, I didn't cover that. However, I thought it was so funny because people would ask for like love advice and stuff and you know, they're sure. expecting this girl named Francesca, right? Well, I, I'm not sure if you know Frankie uh, Rodriguez, I believe his last name is. And he, he was in band, but he was the one who was writing everything. And it was oh, so, wow. it was so funny because he did like, get into like character, oh, you know? And he wow. was like, yes, well, let's see here, honey. Like, what are we gonna do? And I, it was just there so funny to watch. Just, that sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's like an alter ego. That's that amazing. It. it was. It was. I so think funny. I remember that actually from um, my freshman year. The S. Ask <laughs> Francesca. Yeah. Oh my god. No, that you're really exposing awesome. him out here. Oh, though, I you? I have to. I mean, that was by far the funniest experience. Like I've. The most entertaining thing I've seen while working there. That sounds amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it was so great. Are there any stories that you've had to cover where like they either like like they got like a really strong emotion out of you? Whether that be like like made you really upset or like sad, anything like that? I think that we do mostly like lighthearted things. Right. We just kind of try to um, to stay to stay light, especially like 
I don't want to say during times like these, but you know. Like times like, like these. Times like <laughs> exactly. These, yeah. Where things, so. Nothing is the same as it will be, and like everyone wants it to go back, but we yeah. all kind of know it won't. Yeah. So, you know. So, we're trying to have like a sense of normalcy. Right. And try what to go through are, with. Yeah, a lot has changed, but the quill hasn't. Yeah. I understand yeah. 100%. Let's see. So, what personally makes PHS great for you? I, I do. I do love the journalism program, and I, I love like all the members that are in the program and it's, it's awesome right. to see them like every day and I enjoy their company I really do and uh, honestly just journalism and basketball the basketball team as well it's awesome those those students definitely make my year at Pleasanton that's good mm-hmm. um you know how like whenever you're, you're like a freshman and the seniors are like talking to you and they're like oh like you're gonna want to do yeah that. like you're gonna like want to relive it and it goes by so fast and you're like whatever man like i'm just trying to get through my first year you're like it's day three and i, I already wish i was gone uh, yes <laughs> and i'm i'm just like wow it's kind of crazy like how time flies and well i want to thank you for coming on the podcast course, yeah. this has been a lot of fun <laughs> it has been so entertaining and now let's hear from sue brown class of 1977 Hello, this is Sue. Hi, this is Nathaniel Goodman with the uh, Biggie Broadcast here at Pleasanton High School. Hey, hi Nathaniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, how about yourself? <laughs> doing great, thank you. Howdy, well, uh, we'd like to thank you for uh, joining us on our little show here. Um, sure. It's nice to have you. My pleasure. Alrighty, so um, to start us off, um, since you were here at PHS, where is life taking you? Actually, I was born and raised in Pleasanton and only recently moved away in 2019. Oh, wow. I know that crazy. Oh, goodness. That's like the opposite of me. I've lived just about everywhere else and moved to Pleasanton my freshman year. Oh, so you're at, and what, what, what grade are you in now? Um, I myself am a junior, so I've been here okay. for a little while now. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, I was born and raised there. And- Raised my kids there, and then I moved to San Antonio in 2019. All right. Um, so since since PHS, um, have you been using your um, time as an editor, like the journalism aspects and things like that? Have you been using that? In, like, I have. Year? In fact, I was I was editor of the Pleasanton Express uh, for 15 of the 30 almost 30 years that I worked there. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> If you had to choose, what was the most exciting aspect of being the editor of the school newspaper while you were here? When I, oh, for the for the newspaper there, yeah, and it was called the Eagle Ascent when I was in high school there, um, and it was really weird because I was never much of being like in the spotlight of extracurricular activities. I mean, I was in the band. I didn't want to be a cheerleader. I didn't want to be a twirler or drum major or be in the one act plays or play sports. But um, I did enjoy writing and I enjoyed reading. And so I took the journalism class and that was the newspaper, you know, as well. And it appealed to me. And uh, it was fun because it was, you know, we didn't, we didn't have any controversy or anything like that in those days. But it was fun to see the articles and the artwork that our staff, you know, have it come to life and actually be printed, which really being printed was like running off on a mimeograph page. <laughs> it wasn't it a press or anything like that, like they got to do later on. But we got to learn, you know, how to write with AP style and, you know, learning the writing terms was interesting and fun. And 
of course, I had no idea at that time I would work for a newspaper, you know, let alone become an editor. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun doing it. In high school and as when you worked for a newspaper, what did the newsroom look like? Like, did Was the high school similar to the real life equivalent or was it like toned down? Oh, it was way toned down. When I was in school, we, you know, we had manual and electric typewriters. And we, that's how we did our, you know, we, and we laid them out like on, you know, regular eight and a half by 11 sheets. We would have them, you know, you typed them like on a, like a photostatic thing. And then they printed it at the office. There were no photos. We just had art that was drawn by, you know, our staff. Um, they were printed, stapled, and we sold them, I think for 15 cents a copy. And we'd put one out probably about once a month. But um, and then later on, students actually got to lay out pages and they got to, you know, send them to the press and get them printed on actual newsprint. But and then they were paginated, you know, I forgot to. Yeah, it was quite different laying out at the high school. And when I started at the Pleasanton Express, we were using these huge computers and they were called um, CompuGraphic typesetters. And I think the machines cost like 20 or 30 grand. But those days we typed a copy and then we printed it out and it was in columns. And then we had to cut those columns out in strips and then we waxed them in this machine. And we actually, it was called cut and paste step. We pasted them up on layout sheets and then we sent them to the press and, you know, we had to drive them to our press at Hondo and they had to uh, print it. And then we, the, usually our staff would stay there and then bring it back so that we could, you know, distribute them the next day. Oh, that sounds like a process and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it way it changed. Like in the 90s, we finally got to, you know, we came into the 20, 20th century or <laughs> 21st century, whatever, we uh, invested in some Macintosh SCs. And those are those, you know, they're like boxes. They're like brick boxes. They were like, you know, maybe 10 inches wide and maybe, 10, you know, 12 inches tall. They were tiny. It was horrible, but it was wonderful. We had never had anything like that before. So that changed a lot. And then, of course, you know, then we had the desktops and, you know, we still, we still cut out and pasted those until we finally, you know, got to the point where we could, you know, paginate them and we could send them, you know, through the internet instead of having to physically drive them to the press, you know, now through digital formats and everything else addition to, you know, to the printing work now. So the press has gone through an evolution that honestly I didn't even really consider like how much it changed in even just like a short amount of time like that. Well, I guess, you know, that was short amount, you know, I mean, I work with people that actually did the hot lead where they typed, you know, and it did hot lead and they, that's how the type came out. They had like scars on their hand because it really was heated lead that they would type and then it would set into a, you know, a line of type and then that's how it was printed on the press then. By the time I got there, they were doing offset. So while you were working on the Eagle Ascent, um, was there like a certain responsibility you felt either towards the people you were working with or like towards the PHS community in general? Like, well, yeah, we our, our journalism class was a com you know it was a combination of a bunch of I don't want to say misfits because we weren't misfits, but we were just we all were weird. I think you know in a good way, in a oh, very yeah. good way. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, when I was told, when I was asked to be the editor, the main reason, it wasn't because of my, you know, writing skills or editing skills, because I had none of those at that time, <laughs> but it was because I could get along with everyone. And that's what they told me. So, you know, you're, you're going to do this because, you know, you can get along. 
Did it always pan out that way? Nope. <laughs> but on the whole, it did. I mean, you know, we were, you know, just think about it. We were a room full of apathetic seniors. And, you know, we were thinking of beyond high school already. But um, <laughs> that is, you know, we, thought we, we thought we were hilarious. You know, we thought we were clever and, you know, all that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, we just, you know, you assigned articles, you assigned you know, people to cover sporting events or events that were happening in the school, you know, different clubs and things like that, and uh, wrote articles about it. We had, you know, a couple of artists in the group, and they drew things and, you know, had the artwork in there. So it was very laid back then. <laughs> like you said, who wants to be normal when you can be fun? Oh, yeah, we, we, had, we had the best time. We really did. So what are some of the most memorable stories you covered both in your career and again at PHS? Oh gosh. You know, like I said, at school, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of controversy and stuff, but and we probably did a lot more goofing off than we should have. And there was one time <laughs> and um, it didn't happen in our in our room or even really too much newspaper related, but we all had to go to the principal's office to do an announcement for student council. And his office was right across from ours. Back then, the hallways, the rooms were open. You know, we had no air conditioning, so the tops of the rooms were open so the air could flow. <laughs> and I went into Mr. Poole's office, and we were going to make an announcement. And I looked at all these little knobs and buttons and, you know, switches and stuff. And he, we were going to make announcements. And I looked at him and I said, all those switches correspond with each classroom? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I said, oh, okay, I knew that you could call us. I had no idea you could listen in on us. And he kind of looked at me and I said, gosh, I hope you never listened in on our classroom. Because we were, you know, we, we, we cracked jokes when we were loud and boisterous. And he looked straight at me and goes, Sue, we don't need a PA system to listen in on your class. <laughs> you know, intercoms were, were not our friend, but we were so loud. He, he pretty much knew what was happening all the time anyway. But, yeah, we, we were that loud. At least you had fun. That's what matters. Now, at the Pleasanton Express, I mean, you know, gosh, we covered everything from, you know, city councils and school boards and commissioner court meetings and athletic events and other events from schools and clubs and everything. And, you know, we had good stories. We had, you know, I got to do a few future stories. and But I guess the one that still comes to mind, a memory, uh, and I still get chill bumps thinking about it, it was when uh, three law enforcement officers um, lost their lives um, on on duty on, in, back in 1999. In fact, October 12th, 1999, uh, they were ambushed on Corgi and Corn Road, just outside of Pleasanton. And we had every law enforcement agency responding and we heard it all unfold. You know, this was before, you know, we could text and tweet and do all your things. There was nothing, none of, none of that. We had a uh, police scanner in our office. And roads were blocked off and phone calls were, you know, being made. Finally, we were getting some updates and we were getting ready to send that week's issue to the press. It was a Tuesday night. And we all were sitting, we sat outside on the office porch, you know, thinking they said something that they were coming into town. And to see those ambulances make the turn on Goodwin Street to go to Hurley Street Home and not down Oak Lawn to go to the hospital in Jordanton, we all knew what had happened. They were not going to the hospital. 
and we lost um, two Atascosa County Sheriff deputies, Thomas Monsey and Mark Stevenson, along with a Texas State uh, Trooper, Terry Miller. And it was just over a disgruntled person who'd gotten arrested earlier that day over a domestic dispute. And he, you know, shot three men, took their lives, and then he killed himself. So it was a horrible time and made the national news. And the following day, you know, we had funerals, we had media people coming down here. It was, it was really a sad and horrible time. And two other people got injured. Uh, Pleasanton policeman, uh, Lewis Tudyk, and a retired Border Patrol agent, uh, Carl Fisher. That one still just sticks out. Um, were there any, like, activities that were exclusive to the ascent? Uh, back when you were a part of the newspaper staff in the 70s? Or was it kind of just starting out to the point where, like, y'all just were getting off the ground? No, they had, off and on, they had had a journalism department, you know, and, and of course the annual, the yearbook staff and stuff. But, no, they had, and I think at that time, back in the 60s, and they even been earlier than that, I think it was called the Eagle at that time. So, um... It was, you know, it was just kind of our voice. So you said you were a part of um, other extracurriculars as well as the um, journalism. Um, what else were you a part of? Um, I was in the high school band. And back in those days, it was like athletes were in the band. Everyone was in the band. If, if you were anyone, you were in the band. We had a band director. Well, his, the name is on the uh, Performing Arts Center, Douglas Williamson. He was there for years, like I don't even know, 30 or 40 years. And he was great. And we won sweepstakes all the time. And he um, he made he made band fun. And we I was so I was in band for four years. I was in what was I in? I was a member of National Honor Society, Student Council, Future Teachers of America, <laughs> Future Homemakers of America, uh, Math Science Club, I think they called it Sigma Mu Epsilon back in those days. And, um, and this wasn't a part of the school, but it was a community thing. I was also the Cowboy Homecoming Queen and represented the city of Pleasanton. We'd go to parade, different things. Oh boy, you worked hard then, goodness. <laughs> no, it, you know, and I think about that. I remember even when I was in school thinking, this is really easy, this is really good. and. You know, this was going to be probably the most simple time of my life. And I tried to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. We had a late, our classes laid back. You know, we, um, it was fun. We had a good time. That's definitely a good outlook to have, like, in high school is make the best of it. That definitely helps you kind of get through with a brighter outlook than um, if you're really dreading coming to school every day. Well, you know, think about it. We had no social media back in those days. We didn't have a lot of drama. And, you know, I think sometimes I think social media, it just begets drama. That that That's for sure. Um <laughs> Because with social media, one person tells one person something, then they tell another person something, and then it gets posted, and then... Yeah, it, that's, and that's the posting part, you know. You can, you know, oh, did we have clicks and groups of people that said bad things about each other? Sure we did, but, you know, once it was said, it, we didn't have, like, proof to go back and, you know, look at it and, and you know, dwell on it, I guess, you know. Yeah. So, when you attended, what part of the school kind of made... PHS great to you? I think it was because, you know, I, since, you know, I was born and raised here, you know, I knew probably 
95% of everyone in the school, you know, by, by first name, you know, we knew each other, everyone knew each other. And I think that, you know, we had, you know, we had good teachers that, you know, really seemed to care about us. And I, I'm not saying that they don't do that now, but I just, it was more personalized because everyone knew each other, I think. You know, the, the, the things that we were involved with and we had, we had, and my group itself, we had a huge click. I mean, not a click, it was just a group of people that was kind of like a big amoeba. You know, we'd have people that would come in and then some people would leave. And we, we ran around in a, in a group. We were just kind of like our own little, you know, group of friends that were, I'm not going to say misfits again, but we were weird. <laughs> you know, we, we, were, we were good, but we were weird. And uh, having the, um, like different clubs that we were involved in and we were, you know, we were always doing something. We could find something to do with everything we were, you know, affiliated with. Honestly, that sounds awesome. Definitely better than, um, I don't mean to sound rude, but nowadays it's everyone kind of keeps to themselves. Like there's the groups where people hang out, but I don't see a lot of like people going and talking to other people a lot and things like that. So well, you know, it's like, you know, before school, we always gathered in front of the school, you know, the Eagle there or the steps by the, where the cafeteria is now that used to be our auditorium. And we all stood there and visited before class. And, you know, some of us had, you know, extra band practice or their choir practice people or different things like that. And, you know, we just all kind of hung out together. It just seemed like we, you know, there was more people that, you know, we all enjoyed everyone's company. And we had a laid back class I mean, and we didn't have a whole lot of competition and, yeah, you know, we didn't have advanced placement classes, dual credits. We weren't, you know, in competition with, you know, being better than someone all the time. I mean, I'm sure there are a few people that were, and you know, they they had to try out for different things. But um, <laughs> um, and I don't want to say it was it was it easier or simpler because I guess saying simpler kind of sounds like I'm an old fuddy duddy, but it was simpler. <laughs> you I know, understand that. We didn't, and, uh, and uh, you know, the kids, if, we, if anyone had a car, a vehicle that they drove to school, it was usually a clunker. You know, I go to the school now and it's like, they have better cars than, you know, than my parents would have had now. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, me, myself, I understand that. I've got a used 2000 Volvo that I got for like, I think a thousand dollars, so. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And it's just like, you know, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to negate anyone's mom abilities, like, you know, homecoming moms, but. Do you know what our mums were back in those days? Okay. They were real white chrysanthemums. And they had a one of those little pipe cleaner, you know, fuzzy things fashioned into a pea. And it had you know, a few streamers and it might have your name or the year, you know, glued down with glitter on it. And that was it. Right. You know, the mums now are just like, oh my gosh, they spent you know, $350 for mums. They're bigger than the kids' backpack. They're bigger than the kids, yeah. <laughs> and get this, your mom, or your parents didn't buy them. Your boyfriend did that. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely like to thank you for coming on, like talking with me. It's been sure. wonderful. You're welcome. I hope I got something that you can use. Well, you have a wonderful day. Okay, Eugene, Nathaniel, thank you. Eugene, thank you. <laughs> bye bye. What an awesome look at how being part of the school newspaper makes PHS great. This is Nathaniel Goodman, your Biggie Broadcast host, taking flight from here in the Biggie studio. We're hoping you join us for the next episode of our brutally awesome podcast. And try to stay positive out there. We know it's crazy. <laughs>